Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcott, and uh, the gentleman you see on the screen with us is none other than Cincinnati Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor. And coach, first of all, on this Monday morning, congratulations, first of all, for advancing in the playoffs. But just kind of give us your thoughts as that game was unfolding, some of the dramatic moments, and um, and just kind of what went into winning this game for you. Yeah, we knew we knew it was going to be a low possession game. Yeah, each team had three possessions in the first half. That's not yeah. shocking. That's usually what happens when you play Baltimore, and because uh, they they make you extend your drives. They don't give up any explosives. They play a lot of yeah. two high zones. They got a good front that gets pressure on you. So you got to work your way down the field. It eats up the clock, and then conversely, that's what they do on offense as well. They run the ball and eat up the clock, and um, so you you know you feel like you played pretty good at halftime. It's ten to nine, you know, and, and you're <laughs> down. And you've only had three possessions. And yeah. our guys just hung in there. They knew it was going to be ugly. Uh, but our defense in the fourth quarter found a way to get some big plays for us and, and turn that game around. Hey, Coach, Um, I had told a couple of my buddies, I said, this was pro- this will be probably the hardest game for us. Um, with the, uh, the Ravens being the top five defense and us coming back and playing them three times. It's hard to play somebody three times and beat them yeah. two times. So yeah. the, what was the uh, message to the guys in the offense? I mean, to the guys in the locker room about this task this week. Yeah, that it was going to come down really to the to ball security and winning the turnover battle. Because like you said, mm-hmm. both teams know each other so well, uh, all the matchups, all the strengths, all the weaknesses. And uh, and when you're not going to have a lot of possessions, when you, when you win the turnover battle two to one, like we did, yeah, uh, it's no surprise that we win by one possession. That's just that's what it was going to come down to. And um, it wouldn't have surprised me if a game like that came down to overtime, you know, because that's just the way it went. But but again, our defense found a way to punch that ball out and go score, and that was the difference in the game. Tell me more about this defense because the second half of the season, I mean, I can remember going even all the way back to the Tampa game, week 15, we're down 17 nothing at halftime. Next thing you know, we, we start picking off Tom Brady. That's not easy to do. But we get four turnovers in that game. I remember against the Patriots and um, a combination of DJ Reader, Von Bell, BJ Hill. They strip Ramadre Stevens of the ball. We get the walk out of there a winner. And then – um, I can go even back, uh, taking the ball away from Travis Kelsey. Um, great job by Jermaine Pratt. Seems like every single week this game sort of played true to form to what this defense has really meant to this team all season. Yeah, I, I think that's indicative of any great team I've ever been a part of. Yeah, is you just know someone's going to make a point. You don't know who it is, and yeah. it could be somebody different every single week. And and you mentioned a whole list of guys that have stepped up and made those big plays. And and that's when you got great defenses, um, it can be anybody at any time. I think yesterday, you know, you talk about the goal line stand for the touchdown, but really Jesse Bates, they had a long run. Huntley had a long run down to the two. Jesse Bates, not every safety makes that play. Sometimes that's a touchdown. The next play, Cam Sample, passed the ball down. 
the next play, you know, Von Bell makes a play on the one yard line for a stop in goal line. Yeah. And then we follow that up with really Jermaine Pratt stone in the quarterback on the quarterback sneak to start. And then Logan knocking the ball out. That's right. Finishes. So, you know, it's a whole list of people that were involved in those four plays leading up to that big play when a lot of teams just would have given up the touchdown on the Tyler Huntley uh, keeper mm -hmm. there, you know, for 20 yard touchdown. That's right. Go. I gotta sit. I hate. I hate to hate to do it, but I gotta sit. I'm sitting here at halftime. I'm like, look, we have this game won. All we have to do is keep our eyes out the backfield. So um, <laughs> Eli Apple has a problem with keeping his eyes in the backfield. Can you relay this message for me and tell him that look, he's playing good, but nothing happened good when you're looking in no. the backfield. I'm sitting here nervous to death, coach. I'm like, all right, we, we up, we up a little bit. Let's just play off a little bit, play with a little security. Tackle the ball in front of us. Um, I know our whole house almost went crazy at that point. <laughs> but another thing I want to say, the guys are playing so fast right now. Do you think um the 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 way you took care of them in the preseason has uh something to do with the reason they are playing so fast at this week of the uh first week of the playoffs? They look really yeah, fresh. Mean, that's, that's that's part of why we do what we do. You know, we we uh we want them coming out of training camp, feeling like they're physically ready. They've had the contact they need to have, but at the same time, they feel um, as good as they could possibly feel leading into that first game, knowing that we want to be playing in January and February. And so uh, we modify our practices at the bye week. You know, it's the midweek point of the year. We modify the practices four weeks after that. We, we It's as hard as it is for me to eliminate reps. Um, I know it's the best thing for us to do in practice. And, and you know, really Wednesdays, we don't even go full speed anymore on Wednesdays, you know, yeah. so – uh, they get two days of work on Thursday and Friday. Uh, but the most important thing is that we're healthy and fresh because our, our guys are smart enough. They're good enough. Um, we want those guys fresh on Sunday. And, and so far, it's paying off for us. Coach, as long as I've been around football, I've always said touchdowns follow good blocking up front. You can have all the talent you want at the skill positions, but, man, we need five mean guys up front blocking. And over the last three games, we lost one after another. First, Lyle Collins, then Alex Kappa, then we lost Jonah Williams. Uh, how are you, we able to finish that game to come away a winner despite losing three of our five starters on the offensive line? And what's the plan moving forward? Well, that's, you know, that's why you, you, you try to develop as many guys as you can and yeah. you acquire as many guys as you can. That's why we drafted Jackson Carmen, you know, in the yeah. second round, knowing that, you know, it's hard for a rookie to come in and play. Here he is in the second year. He's getting, he's getting his opportunities. Yeah. Uh, you look at why we claim Max Sharping at the cutdown because you knew you were going to need depth at some point. You didn't know yeah. when it was, week eight, week 17, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so we just got plenty of guys who uh, have either been in the system for a couple of years or we acquired for these reasons. And so now their number's being called and, and we're going to need everybody. Um, you know, whatever it looks like on Sunday, we're going to need them all to step up and, and be able to play for us. We trust that they will. Okay. Coach, I've been doing a great job. He's just named all the guys that we have out, out on offense. I can name the guys that we're missing on defense. You and Lou, y'all just figure out a way to plug yeah. guys in yeah. to make it work. Um, Shout out to Duke, because Duke doing a great job up top with putting all this together. My last question for you, Coach. We ain't never seen nothing like Joe Cool. Like, yeah. and I'm, I'm a, I am I'm sit at home and I watch the film and I watch the film a lot. And I say, ooh, ooh, if we could have had a guy like that. Ooh, he just, <laughs> that. Ooh, he just this. That's this. everyone's thoughts, right? I got to take out my, is it what it seemed to be, Coach? Because I, I love this guy. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable, you know, and that's, 
uh, oftentimes that's the difference in this league. There, there's plenty of teams that have great teams, and but you got to have that guy that gives you the edge. And, and the perfect example was um, in the third quarter yesterday, third and one on that first drive. We call you know, it's, it's, you all know Baltimore. They're they're big up front. Yeah. Short yardage goal line is as hard as it gets. That's right. And and so we had a, a sprint right, and it's just a you've seen that play a million times where you're trying to pick and, and get a corner out and a flat route. And of course they play zone coverage and they pass it off. There's no one there. And Roquan shoots through the, the B gap and Ooh. he makes a miss reverses course on a sprint out yeah. and goes to the backside and makes a first down. Yes. And um, that's just, that's, that's, you can't teach that. Yeah. You can't coach that. That's yeah. a guy I know when he's got to make a play in the moment, even when the, he makes you, makes you look good. Even when he got a bad play call and, and yeah. extends the drive and, and no one's going to write about that. No one even realizes it was a three yard right. game. No one's going to make a big deal about it when it was, when it was really the whole game on the line. Yeah. He takes the, um, the play and he takes it to a whole nother level, okay. even beyond even the opposing defensive coaches. We had him stop there. And then Joe yeah. still figures it out. And that's what the great ones are able to do. I want you to touch on, on one more thing, a couple of more things before we let you go. First of all, just the way that he took care of the ball in this game. Ball protection, it's a priority every single week, but especially when you're going up against a team like the Baltimore Ravens, right? They're trying to steal a possession. They're trying to put that offense on a short field. Just kind of talk to us about the, the way that he protected the ball. It's okay to go ahead and punt, long as we're not giving it to the other team. Joe seemed to understood what kind of game he was playing on Sunday against the Ravens and the kind of team that he was playing against. Yeah, he, he knew that, you know, and that's that's a big point of emphasis this week was we're not going to get a lot of possessions. We can't give any of them up. There might be times we're in third. We get a holding call. We're in third long and yeah. we just got to make sure we maintain possession and flip the field on a punt. And, you know, he had the fumble last week, really. He got face mask. And so that's he's that's one right. of the best in the world and keeping two hands on the ball in the pocket. And um, you can't really account for getting your, your head jerked the other that's way. Right. The ball pops out. But um, he does a great job of that. He knows he knows how critical those plays are for us. And. Uh, we appreciate that. One last question before we let you go. We got this game, that the one that we all have been waiting for, and that is Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. It's going to come in the divisional round next week. But now we've got to go out there to them. Uh, we know it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Just kind of uh, give us a preview of what we can expect and what you're going to tell the guys for what they need to be prepared for. This is what this is how it was meant to be for us. You know, we're going to be on the road in these tough environments. That's what this team is built for. Uh, really, at this point, wouldn't want it any other way. You know, yeah. let's let's earn everything we get. Let's go into one of the most hostile environments in, in all football. Um, you know, so at this point, we're looking forward to it, and we know it's not going to be easy. We know it's going to be loud. We know it could be windy, uh, but we're going to embrace all that stuff and and uh, you know do our best to go put on a show. See, Adam, that, that's why we like Coach. Go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. And... I'm betting the cavalry on, on, on us in the Bengals, um, and I'm waiting for us to have our little golf thing after the uh, Super Bowl. So let's let's go ahead and take care of this business. I'll play all the golf you want to play after the Super Bowl. So <laughs> that, There you go. And I, I just want everyone to know right here on the Believe in Bengal podcast, you are our vote for Coach of the Year, the way yes. that you handled everything from your quarterback having – uh, um, emergency appendectomy surgery at the beginning of the year, uh, losing critical pieces like a Jamar Chase at one moment or another player here or there. And then the way that you handle things in the Monday night game with Damar Hamlin and the leadership that you showed for our players and for the entire city, uh, didn't look to leverage that and negotiated and to benefit the team, clearly put uh, everything in priority. We appreciate you. We thank you for taking the time to join us on the show today. 
Well, I appreciate you guys. I, I appreciate your support and and uh we, we gotta we gotta have a fun run here. That's right. Day. Go Bengals. This is uh, Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zachary Taylor joining us on the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. We'll be back right here on. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Valley Sports, Ohio. We're back on the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics on Valley Sports, Ohio. And Adam, right now it's time to talk about the performer of the week brought to us, of course, by the great people at Eli Sports Bar and Grill. Our performer of the week is none other than someone, that's right, a native of Cincinnati, none other than Sam Hubbard. He of the 98-yard fumble return for a touchdown, the third longest return in NFL postseason history. What a play. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was pacing the floor, and then when I saw Sam Hubbard, I almost wanted to go out there and help him get down the field into the end zone. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! That was like the longest. I want. I wonder how how long it took him. I, I didn't even check that out. How many seconds it took him to go a hundred and some yards? But um, I was just like, keep running, don't pull nothing, keep running, don't pull your hamstring because we need you next week. Oh, man. Oh, oh, he, man. he finally got there, man. Oh my God! That made my day. That was, you know, that reminded me. Uh, we had a similar play here when we played Green Bay. Um a while back, a long time ago, and um, Dunlap had a long run. I think it was like 90-some yards. He ran it back and made it all the way back and jumped in the crowd, and uh, we won the game. But that was amazing, man. Sam has been playing with a lot of energy. Yeah, Um, that's his game, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's his game. game. And I I got a chance to to see after the game what he said every Tuesday or Thursday, him and – him and his boy running one tens to see what's the fastest time they can get up to. And he said he's trying to get up to 18. He running like 17, nine, yeah, 17, man. five. And um, I thought that was that was that was kind of interesting for a guy that ran, I think, four nine at the combine. Um uh but he's a, one, whatever he ran. Yeah, but, but he's a he's a defensive lineman and he understands that that kind of track workout. Mm-hmm. It not only in, it helps your speed, but it helps your endurance. It helps you to be able to run 100 yards. And listen, how many times have you heard somebody say, well, on a football field, you ain't how many times are you running 100 yards? Right. You you put you do those workouts for the one time you have to. <laughs> because when you're running 100 yards, you got a lot of people chasing you. And there are some dudes that can certainly track you down. They almost caught them. And because uh, he was we weaved back into the traffic to give my mm-hmm. man the angle. So that's why you got to learn to look up at that scoreboard. It's kind of like a rear view mirror. You can see you can kind of see where they're coming from. But let's give also some credit on that play because it was a game changing play. Yes. Uh, we have to give Jermaine Pratt, Pratt stoned him at the line of scrimmage at that one yard line right at the goal line. Didn't allow him to get it over the top. Then when he tried to get greedy. And reach it over, uh, there was Logan Wilson. Remember, we have told people, 
We got two linebackers on this defense that we wouldn't trade for anybody else. I've been saying this since going back to the free agency in the draft. Like, nope, we're good. Give me Logan Wilson. Give me Jermaine Pratt. They are playmakers, man. They teamed up to stone them and then to get the fumble. And then, of course, Sam Hubbard was Johnny on the spot. He made the recovery. He didn't just go down. He didn't panic. How big was that play, him running it and scoring it, considering how our offense was up against a really tough defense? We almost needed our defense to score on that play. Um, And I said, I said again, Sally, you, you have made me say this 10 times this year doing this show. Pratt and Wilson is the key to our defense. I know we got Sam Herbert. I know we got Rita in the member, middle. Yep. But I'm willing to I'm, put my money. I'm talking about together. Let's play yep. together. Let's play some of the top top ball this year. Tangibly, as a group, they have to be in the top three as far as NFL duo linebackers. Right. These two can do it all. They can cover. They yep. knock the hell out of your ass. That's right. And they smart. They're it ain't smart. nothing that they can do. <laughs> And like you yeah, look at if, if you look at our our, our 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 linebackers before they came here, this kid uh they these these tight ends used to get off on us. They sure did. They sure like, did. We we could get cover, to run the ball here and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but ain't no ain't no coming down think a tight end can get 150 yards. Oh no, no, no. And they physical. One yeah. thing about man, I, man, I seen him. The, the remember that game I was telling you when the dude was running full speed at him, and he just stopped him and just threw him backwards. I'm like, man, there's no way that he should have been able to <laughs> grab this grown man that way. Just throw Solly, you you said it. I, I give you all the props on this. These two guys are special, real yeah. special. I think they are a, a, yeah. a very key element to our team. These are him. Them two linebackers yeah. and Jesse, they setting everything up. They they yeah, putting the plays in position. Like Coach said, if Jesse don't make that tackle, it's Ooh. a whole different. Jesse Bates, we love you, my man. We love you. Know we got much love for him on the Believe in Bingo podcast. He went down there and stopped Tyler Huntley, who looked yeah. like he was going in. And that dude he got was. wheels, and Jesse went and got him, knocked him out at the two yard line. We get the stand. But yeah. every great goal line stand starts with the play that made the tackle at the yeah. goal line to begin with. And that was Jesse Bates. So just great teamwork. Lou Anaromo, man, you did it again. You just keep doing it. Um, they, I, I rattled off to Coach Taylor all these plays during the second half of the season that the defenses make. I didn't even talk about the play Jesse made last week, week 18, yeah. when he stripped Sammy Watkins of the ball. To seal the deal. It's like every single week, Cincinnati Bengals defense, that's right, the defense is making these game-changing plays. You go all the way back to week 15 against Tampa. We're down 17-0 at halftime. Dude, every night, Trey Flowers get that first interception, and after that, it just start rolling. And we've just been on a roll each and every week. In each of the last three games, we've lost one of our offensive linemen. Um, Lyle Collins, he goes down against the Patriots. And then last week, week 18 against the Ravens, we lose Alex Kappa, our right guard. And now we've lost our left tackle in Jonah Williams. Three straight weeks, we lose one of our starters. And now we're playing without three of our top five starters on the offensive line. What, what are we going to do? Help me out here. You know, Sally, 
when you got a dude named Joku, you just say y'all figured out up front, <laughs> and I and I handled the rest because last year we played without a line. The year before that, we played with a half a line. So I'm kind of nervous, but I'm not. Um, I think Zach have the tools to to still take care of whatever he, what he need to take care of. We got to go up on the center a little bit more because we're gonna need the back to stay in a little bit to help out with the blocking. Um, I don't think it's nobody that can guard our three wide receivers. So that's that's just my my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think we got to get it out a little quicker. But I th do think we got to run the ball, play action, to slow the linemen up so they can't the, the defensive yeah. linemen so they can't just pin off and play the run second instead of you know what I mean playing the run first and then playing the pass. Here are the names you're going to hear going into Buffalo to play them in the divisional round playoff game on Sunday. Greg Russo, Boogie Basham, Ed Oliver, A.J. Epinesa. Uh, but one name you won't hear, thank goodness, is Von Miller. We all remember him. This guy's already won Super Bowls. He's been an MVP. Just won one last year playing with the Rams, helping Aaron Donald go up against our offensive line. He's out for the season. So I can't, I couldn't imagine what it would be like without our three of our five starters on the offensive line and then Vaughn Miller leading what is already a good group. People should know this about the um, Buffalo Bills secondary. They rank top five in total takeaways. In fact, every single year they rank Leslie Frazier. We know him very well. Um, used to be defensive coordinator with the Cincinnati Bengals. They can take the ball away on the back end. They're very good in their secondary. Shadavius White is a phenomenal cornerback, and they've got guys who can get after the quarterback. So that's what we're facing in this game without some of our starters. Uh, ball's got to come out quick, but that means wide receivers got to get separation quick. And, and I agree. Javon Walker been playing. When he play good, he play good. But the, the DBs in Buffalo haven't been that good, Solid. Like, when they've been targeted, they all given up 100-yard plus. Um, if you watch them last week, like they played a lot of zone, but it wasn't nothing really impressive about the secondary secondary unit. Um, I don't know these last one, two, three, five five weeks of the season, they haven't shown me nothing in the back end that uh, impressed me. But we are going to Buffalo. We know it's gonna be cold. Hopefully, it don't snow because if it's snow, they're gonna be throwing snowballs. We know how that go. Um, <laughs> That's true. But we 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 got to win the games with the receivers. We have the best receiving unit in the NFL. There you go. So we got. That's what we got to win the game, man. I think our DBs. Um, Match up with they with with they offensive guys, uh, pretty good. Um, I'm nervous about Diggs. I'm nervous about Honey keeping his damn eyes out the backfield. Now everybody else, I think we match up pretty good. I am nervous about Apple. I'm sorry, and I'm tired of all this this pre animated that they man get on your man, lock in on your man, and keep your eyes on your man, and we'll be okay. Eli Apple, you've been warned. Adam <laughs> Jones just told you. I'm going to pay you a visit, bro. All right? All right, we're back on the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. That's right, on Valley Sports Ohio. Solomon Wilcox, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Adam, we got to talk about this game, the Buffalo Bills coming up. Josh Allen, their wide receiving core. I love me some Stephon Diggs. Gabe Big Game Davis. 
And now they got Cole Beasley. They got the speedster in John Brown. These dudes can fly, but we got to cover them. But we got problems with some discipline on the back end of our secondary. So how are we going to take on this group, this offensive unit for the Buffalo Bills? Well, we all we all know what Lou is going to do. Lou is going to come in the stadium and say, Dig is not going to beat us, period, point blank. Figure out somebody else to beat us. Diggs will not beat us. Um, I think the defensive unit is really good. Now we gotta we gotta just do the little shit. Worry about our our uh uh our job and our man. If we do those little things, Lou is calling an unbelievable game. The plays that they're getting on us are disciplined plays where we're having bad eyes or trying to do something else. But I think that with Lou, we if you stay disciplined, he putting it right in your hand. I'm like, what they say, I can lead you to the water, but I can't make you drink. Can't make you drink. Can't make you drink. Look, man, we need some corn. Cam Taylor Britt, I see you. I yeah. see you. Shut up. That dude, that dude can play now. He can play. That, that dude can play. Uh, the young rookie out of Nebraska, man. Physical. He'll tackle. He getting better and better. His coverage technique. All right, Eli Apple, you can watch the rookie over there, man. He comes up and tackle. When he see that ball and them pulling guard coming around, he bringing it. He coming up. Uh, Dax Hill was thrown into the mix a little bit. Dax, I know you're still feeling your way, but you got to make a play for us this week. First round pick, we got to get a play out of Dax Hill. Our secondary is going to have to bring it now. As we go deeper into these playoffs now, no more hiding. And Von Bell, Jesse Bates, we know y'all ain't high. Hey, legit as they come. Um, and, and Bates always get him. He going to get him one. You know Josh Allen going to throw us one. Josh Allen ain't that disciplined either. You ain't see all them balls that was late this week? Oh, come threw, on now. He had three turnovers. He threw two on, picks man. against Miami, put the ball on the ground, and they scooped and scored on the touchdown. So Josh Allen's going to give us some. Can we catch it? Will we hold on to it? That's going to be the big deal. Look. You know the Buffalo Bills don't like the Bengals. Y'all got to understand, there's some history here. In 1988, um, led by Boomer Esiason, Chris Collinsworth, Icky Woods, James Brooks, and the SWAT team, we played them three times in one year. Three times. They ain't even in our same division, including the AFC Championship game. And even with the likes of the great Bruce Smith, who I have great respect for, Cornelius Bennett, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, my boy Steve Tasker. They got a host of Hall of Famers. We took them down, right? They still remember that. <laughs> in, so, in so much, their coach called the league office that morning. What they do, so, Sally? So we couldn't run the no huddle offense. Come on, man. Just like an Ivy Leaguer. They want to litigate. They don't want to play. You know, when they get physical, they don't want none of that smoke. So, yeah, we still got to run our plays. And so the next year, guess who's running the no huddle, calling it the K-Gun? Buffalo, I still know who you are. And you <laughs> still know who we are. Cincinnati Bengals got to come out of here with a win. What say you, Adam? Bet your money with the Bengals um, on all platforms. Jesse Bate going to come home with a pick this week. And we owe Josh Allen. We owe everybody in Buffalo. I want you to bring – I don't want no, no nothing because we coming. We coming. That's all I'm going to tell you. We coming. The whole thing. All right. Don't forget, join us again right here next week on the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics right here on Bally Sports Ohio. Thank you for joining us, everyone.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.